This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. This is Franchise Today on Wednesday, March 4th. I'm Stan Friedman coming to you today from the FRM studios located in the Jewel of the South. Yes, I'm talking about the Buckhead community at the heart of Atlanta, Georgia. Many thanks again to Marcus Slater, CMTO at Decalash, for his insightful interview last week. Marcus lifted the veil on much of the as yet difficult to break down and understand world of digital marketing both from the B2B and lead generation perspective of franchise development, as well as the B2C world, where franchisees must make sense of it all in their day-to-day local store marketing. Marcus, thank you again for leaving so much take-home value with the breadcrumbs that you dropped, helping the audience make sense of it all. It's time now for the front of the house and this week's franchise birthdays as we send many happy returns to Barry Knepper, Yaniv Baranoia, David Gould, Adam Ogden, Muna Chen, Jillian Coneman, Danny Burdett, Jatenda Mehta, Michael Elliott, David Blaine, Gene Stein, Fee Van Nguyen, Gary Gardner, Lane Monique Jones, Bonnie Palace, better known as Jerry Darnell's better half, Danny Cole, Paul Berman, Ken Adams, Jeff Leffler, Brant Evans, Joyce Awusu, Jennifer Benjamin, and the late Don Keppel, one of my mentors in franchising who would have been 78 years old this Saturday. My thoughts and prayers remain with you, Don, and with Lynn as well. We round it out with Lenny Verhoglas and Jeff Mullen. Okay, now I must appeal for your forgiveness over a decision that I've made regarding Regarding a technical issue as it pertains to the rest of this week's podcast. You may recall that last week I previewed that my guest this week would be Brian Sanders, CEO of I9 Sports. Well, through a series of scheduling issues, Brian's interview will not be available to us until later this month. I did, however, secure a really terrific interview in its place for today with none other than restaurant franchising guru Dave McDougall, former CEO of Backyard Burgers and currently serving in that same role, CEO at Your Pie Pizza. But none of that is what I'm here to beg your forgiveness for, no. What I'm asking you to indulge me with is a technical issue that clouds the quality of my side of the interview. You see, a malfunction occurred somewhere between my microphone and my podcast recording platform and editing suite. The long and short of it is, my questions to Dave sound pretty muddy and hollow. Dave's answers are crystal clear, and they're chock full of some amazing take-home value. So rather than scrap the interview and air a rerun, I opted to beg your forgiveness and just bring him on. After all, he's the star of the show, and he sounds super great. So I hope you'll stick it out, enjoy the show anyway, and take the value of what Dave McDougall serves up today as my guest on Franchise Today. My belief is that you'll find that it was worth it. Franchise Today will be right back, but first a word from our sponsors. Hey, Stan Friedman here with a word about Transitive, an amazing marketing platform that actually delivers what others can only imagine, accurate, dependable results that are second to none. All right, without getting too deep into the weeds, Transitive connects franchisees' customer data from all sources, providing high-octane fuel for their marketing engines. They then deploy machine learning, yes, artificial intelligence, 
which identifies various customer traits and habits, attributes that would otherwise likely go unnoticed, and it segments these customers into groups. This is important because, as we know, not all customers provide your franchisees with equal dollar value. But wouldn't it be great if they could easily identify who's who? Well, that's exactly what Transitive does. And what's more, it then accurately drives the appropriate offers to each of those customer groups, delivering specific personalized messages to each of the group's customers. Just like that, your franchisees are engaged in laser-focused target marketing, delivering them much more bang for the buck. You've got to see it to believe it. So what are you waiting for? Order up a demo today and tell them I sent you. Find them online at www.transitive.io. That's www.transitive, T-R-A-N-S-I-T-I-V dot I-O. For more than 30 years, Dave McDougall has worked to optimize franchise brands for growth and efficiency. His mission at Your Pie is no different. As CEO, Dave leads Your Pie's brand strategy and direction, identifying priorities, managing resources, and aligning operational excellence with brand vision, culture, and values at every level. Prior to joining Your Pie, Dave's background includes household brands like Backyard Burgers, Cinnabon, and Carvel. No stranger to navigating high-volume growth, Dave leverages his experience to hone and strengthen Your Pie brand positioning while maintaining the unique experience that has always defined the Your Pie brand. In his free time, Dave enjoys jogging, playing tennis, working in the yard, and college football Saturdays. A Seattle native, Dave now resides in Atlanta with his wife, Cheryl. Dave, welcome to Franchise Today, my friend. Stan, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure, man. It's kind of made me think back about how long we've known each other, Dave. And we're going to talk in a minute about how everyone starts their interview with me telling us about the intersection that your life had with franchising. But, you know, there's more in our relationship than just that. It's also a pretty constant in franchise. We tend to meet people along our journeys that do, as I say, change shirts along the way. I know in the many years I've known you, I have changed not only shirts, but I've gone from the Zor side to the dark side. As a supplier, you too have had a couple of shirt changes and two, you've gone from one side of the street to the other. So we've got a lot in common over the many years we've known each other, Dave, and I'm really proud to have you here because you've been an accomplished professional, a great peer, and a, and a good friend. So I'm really pleased to have this discussion today. So I wanted to start by taking us back in time to where and when it was that you and franchising found each other and how that came about. Wow, that's that's going back a ways, but uh, you know I have to say it, it takes me back to my uh, start of the, my career with Denny's Restaurants. And I was uh, having worked through a variety of restaurant positions, had gone into training. And the first time I uh, really was exposed to franchising was when I was asked to be part of a team to go into an existing franchise ease location to help train their staff. And I really wasn't sure what that meant, having come out of the company side of operations. But I learned pretty quickly that 
Again, this was an independent owner-operator, had the right to use the brand. We were being asked to come in and help them uh, and help their team with getting you know, back on track with following standards and procedures. So what year would that have been, Dave? Oh, you're going to make, make me old, but that was in about 1981. Everybody that comes on a franchise today is safe in that regard because the host's older than all of you. So <laughs> no pity parties for you here today at Dave McDougall. So you, you came in from a franchise food concepts corporate side into exposure to their franchising side. Is that about right? Right. Didn't know what a franchise was or or how things were structured, just that somebody else owned and operated but license the right to use the the name of, of the brand. So walk us from there forward to how did that further develop and how did you wind up moving forward on the franchising instead of going back to the corporate side? Well, I'll, I'll give you a funny story. And, and just real quickly, I, I really didn't spend a lot more time while I was with Denny's on the, the, the franchise side. I did meet some other franchise owners, but where I really began to understand it and very much appreciate it uh, was when I went to a company called Cinnabon World Famous Cinnamon Rolls. And I got hired in as an area manager uh, in Vancouver, Washington, and had my first day to report to, to go to training. And I was sitting uh, in the guest area with the trainer and gentleman comes up. Uh, his name was Steve. And uh, and the trainer knew him and said, um, you know, I wanted to come over and meet you. And so uh, he introduced himself. Uh, his name was Steve Fultz. Uh, and he was the local area franchise owner in Portland. And we happened to have some company stores in the same general area. And he wanted to make a point to one, come over and introduce himself and welcome me, but then wanted to, to just talk about uh, how the, my predecessor, who had left on good terms and gone on to another company, how well they had worked together and supported each other. And he was really hoping that we would have the same kind of relationship. Now, myself, really the first time I'm meeting him, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, what? who is this guy? <laughs> and uh, But anyhow, I can tell you the long and short is, is Steve Fultz and I uh, became best friends over the years. We still talk today. He has become a very, very successful franchise owner of not only Cinnabon, but Jamba Juice and Seattle's Best Coffee uh, and has been extremely successful. And I would just say he's one of the best operators I have ever met. That was a real turning point. And uh, for me, it, it really helped me understand the franchisor franchise e relationship. And I'll just put another caveat on that is there was a time I had two openings at the same time. And Steve reached out to me and said, listen, I understand you've got two company openings coming up. We're happy to help. And wow. I said, that would be huge. And I was very accepting of, of of Steve personally and a couple of his key people coming and helping me get these these locations open. So it, it really speaks to the power of how, what that relationship can be. And again, being on the on the franchisor side, and, and I'll even say this is that there wasn't necessarily great feelings from the franchise community with the franchisor, the executive leadership, but at the field level and with you know how we took care of the guests, there was very, very good camaraderie and support. That's great. That's a great story. 
so that was the beginning days for you were with Cinnabon and then your career with Focus Brands saw you going forward from there to what? Well, um, yeah, from there, I, uh, a good 12 year run with Cinnabon, very active and heavily involved with franchising, uh, both domestically and internationally. You know, after the rest, we were acquired by uh, Focus Brands, spent a couple years with them, then went went on to a company at the time called Nexen Brands that became Global franchise group, and they owned uh, and acquired a number of various snack and retail franchise concepts. And this was back in probably around 2007. And I was the the senior vice president of operations for the food side of the business. We had five different brands, about 1,200 locations. And I would say in the vicinity of around 600 franchise owners. And so um, that certainly was a very big job. And we also operated in 15 countries. And again, with multiple brands and and then uh, the teams to support those, learned a just a lot of good stuff through that. But I'd also have to say that met some super, super franchisees along the way. And and a number of those, I would say, are still friends today. And, and you know, not that I made it a point to be be friends with with the fellow you know franchise owners, but but these are are folks that ran very good businesses, had great teams of people, and and really took care of their business and were successful, very successful along the way. Well, and it really set the table for you too, though, because I think that your next career jump was one that I think put a bright light on top of your head and really helped your persona grow when you joined Backyard Burgers and took a small company that was struggling and. and turn it around. Would you agree? Oh, very much so, um, Stan. And and that was an opportunity uh, for me to kind of take that first CEO role. And it was a system that had gone through a, a really rough period of about five years, had gone through some contraction, but mostly that there was from a franchise uh, community, and, and there was both company and franchise locations, but the franchise community had really become disenfranchised. And what I mean by that is that they just had no respect for the franchisor. And consequently, when I got in there and, and, and things, times were pretty tough, I knew one of the first things I had to try to do is restore some level of confidence with the franchisees. And, you know, I made it a point to reach out either personally visiting with, contacting every owner, just giving them the opportunity to kind of share what had been going on in their particular situation. Situation. Uh, a few of them uh, that, I, as I mentioned, I did go see personally because, again, I knew if I could not get franchisees on board with the effort to kind of help get the company turned around, that we weren't going to turn it around. And I needed their help. And and really, ultimately, that was my approach with all of them. And again, in many cases, they had, listen, we've heard this story before. You're the fourth CEO in five years. And, you know, we don't know what to think anymore. And I just asked, just give me some time, work with me. We, I need your help. We need to do this together. And, you know, that once we started getting a little traction, once we started getting sales moving in a positive direction and, you know, had some marketing plans and programs that they felt, okay, this, this is making a difference. You know, going back to our roots, uh, focusing, focusing on franchise satisfaction and unit level economics. And then they started seeing some of those things happening that made a huge, huge difference 
in our ability to get the brand back on its feet and ultimately was able to sell the the company to you know private equity group um, but but the franchise owners that were there were were critical because if I had not been able to do that the company stores on their own would not have been able to to make it work so the common denominator that and the common thread that we keep hearing it's powerful information that you're sharing with the audience because in every single milestone that you're sharing in your career it's been all about corporate and franchisees finding faith trust and, and the ability to work together and finding the ways to make that relationship a trusting one and no matter where you've been you were being prepared for that role it would seem to me at backyard burgers and your franchise and the corporate entity all benefited from it because it had a much happier ending than it could have on the trajectory it was going in before you got there. Let's push the ball forward, though, because we want to leave ample time to talk about what it is all of this has brought to you with your pie. And it's what you were there as a, as a COO for a year before you became CEO. Am I correct? That is correct. So you're taking all this magic that you've done for others and growing your own insights along the way. Now you're bringing all of this experience to your pie. Tell us a little bit about your pie as a brand. Well, um, yeah, I joined your pie 15 months ago, three months ago was elevated to the um, CEO role. I was asked to come in, you know, at a time when the company had been growing. It was certainly having success, but from a uh, investor and owner standpoint was, you know, really, how do we take this to the next level? And, and we're predominantly a, a franchise model. We have a couple company locations and uh, of our 75, and then the rest are operated by franchise owners. We, I think, have 60 uh, active franchise owners today, and we have 50 locations in development you know, over the course of the next uh, two, three years. Had a discovery day today and with a great group out of Michigan. So we're always excited when we can bring people in and what we like to say, become part of the York Pie family. But, you know, in every situation is a little different. You know, you find that the, the culture of the organization, the culture of the, of the franchise uh, ownership uh, does vary from company to company. Uh, this being a relatively young company in the big scheme of things uh, and the founder still being involved, uh, we still have many of the first adopters, the first owners that hooked up with Drew French and again are still here today. And at the same time, we've we've got a lot of new owners. And the one thing that I think as you grow, and this certainly is for emerging franchisors is that as the company grows and evolves and you your model is working and you're expanding your franchise base, the expectations of the franchise owners also change. And they're looking for more. They're looking for maybe sometimes a little more sophistication and how we're doing business, how we're approaching technology and those types of things. And that's when I think a system starts to realize, okay, we, we maybe need to bring in you know some experienced talent that we can leverage to help move us more quickly to what uh, our objectives are. And so I was certainly honored to be asked to join. Uh, we recently also brought in a chief marketing officer. And, and one thing I would just say, I, like in any situation for newer companies, is cash is typically always an issue. And you never quite have enough to be able to do all the things you want to do. So you've got to kind of place strategic bets on where do we think we can get the most leverage. And the other thing you realize in smaller organizations is, 
you learn to wear multiple hats. So <laughs> we're continuing to kind of build our team and and look for where, you know, kind of those those next additions need to be. For us this year, we're pretty well pretty well set, and it's really just focusing on you know supporting our existing base, and then at the same time adding adding new locations as we go through the year. How old is the brand? Uh, we're 11 years old. We claim and by rights that we were the first fast casual down the line pizza opened in 2008 in Athens, Georgia. Drew French is the founder, and I work with uh, Drew on a daily basis. And again, enjoy the opportunity to, to help him too in, in his growth as he as a as a leader and a business leader and founder of Your Pie Pizza. And at some point, private equity became involved as well. Is that correct? Yeah. In 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 about 2012, Drew realized that he probably needed to get some some money and some bring some investors in. So he he started a search and and met with a, a few different groups. Uh, he settled on a, a local group. Uh, called Georgia Oak Partners, uh, based in Atlanta. Uh, one of the things for uh, for Drew was uh, one of the the people involved uh, was David Barr, who most recently was the chairman of the International Franchise Association. But David is very well known in franchise circles and has a very unique uh, point of view because David is a franchisee of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell. He sits on the boards of a number of franchise franchising companies and he also is part owner in a couple franchise companies including us. I certainly find that the opportunity to work with Dave, he's the chairman of Your Pie Pizza and um, who I report to along with the rest of the board, but have enjoyed the opportunity and experience to get to know him even better than I knew him before. I would add to your summation of David as being very well known, I would add to that and very well respected as well. So, Absolutely. So here you come to a company that seemingly, unlike your last engagement, seemingly in much better hands, much better position, healthier in terms of stability. And for you, it has to feel like a baseball player when he steps up to the plate with two bats and throws one down. This time you're coming into a place where maybe you can really impact more proactively rather than having to do remediation first. How does that feel from your perspective, Dave? Well, it's a lot more fun, Stan, when you're growing. (laughs) That whole part of it, I certainly had missed the last few years. It was just a much different situation when you're trying to get a, a company stabilized and be able to at least stand on its own two feet. So yeah, I'd, and, and I've been in growth situations before and I've been in turnaround situations before, but you know, you, you have to look at each very differently. And uh, so for us, I mean, it is certainly about getting to that next milestone of, of, of over 100 open locations. You know, we're working hard every day to improve unit level economics, uh, which conversely improves franchise satisfaction and be able to grow the franchise system. So we're going to come back from a quick break and talk for just a moment longer about the culture piece that you've touched on. And I'd be interested in your perspective on that and sharing with the audience who may be thinking about private equity. I'll talk a little about how how important the culture of private equity is as well as growing the franchise system and partnering with the right money can make a big difference in how things roll out too. And we'll spend a minute on that, but let's take this quick break and be right back with Dave. Dave McDougall, CEO of Your Pie Franchising. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle, providers of spot-on profiles, 
the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike DISC or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zoracle's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online and like magic, Zoracle's algorithms scientifically slice, dice, and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zoracle's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball, but there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself. It's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zoracle, spot on assessments, based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoracleprofiles.com. And I'm back with Dave McDougall, CEO of Your Pie Franchising. Dave, we've covered a lot of ground and a lot of foundation was set in your prior career distance to build you up and get you ready for where you are now. We closed before the break on a conversation that was talking a little bit about culture and, and into private equity. And I'd ask you to counsel the audience on your thoughts about how important it is to do due diligence, not just on who you bring in as a franchisee, but who you may be bringing in as a financial partner. Yeah, I, one of the things... I- I've certainly learned both sometimes, you know, typically positive, but sometimes not so much it is when it comes to to private equity. And if you're out talking to various candidates is really to try to understand what their goals are. Are they a short term player that they're looking to get in, get out three to five years? Are they what they call kind of greenfield where there's no real set horizon or expectation uh, and that's really in how they set their funds up and with the folks that have invested in them as a firm. And because, again, what drives the day is is obviously results and growth. But the speed of that and the expectation of that really then is determined by, OK, how quickly do they want to come in and then come out? And and then I think the other thing that, that is really important is that from, you know, what is the percentage of ownership? Who still maintains control? Is it a 45, 55 or who ultimately has final authority? Uh, and as a, a founder, that can be really tough if, you know, someone else has taken control yet you've stayed in. And then then I think just cultural fit. In spending enough time with the folks, I would also highly encourage is you talk to some of their other in portfolio companies and try to get a sense of just how the experience has been for them. Would they do it again? And and you got to be a little careful with that. But, you know, once you're in the deal, you're in the deal. And getting out of it isn't ever going to be easy. (laughs) And hopefully you get out of it when everybody's happy and exchanging checks and you move on to the next thing. Sage advice, my friend. So now let's cut over to the consumer side of your pie. And you're in a space right now that's seeing some of its rough times in terms of fast casual. And pizza, my gosh, pizza in my neighborhood, Dave, there's probably four or five pizzerias within minutes of my house. And I think there's a race between who can put more units on a single corner between banks and pizzerias. So tell us about the Your Pie consumer side and its space within that fast casual segment, which is struggling a little bit 
with labor issues in these current times. Am I right? You're absolutely right, Stan. And there's certainly no lack of pizza choices wherever we go in this country or around the world. And uh, we certainly recognize that at Your Pie. You know, not only do we have some very formidable competitors within the fast casual pizza space, but there's just a lot of great pizza places all over. You know, the, the key is how you differentiate yourself. Our our story really kind of starts with, with Drew and Natalie French, and it, it's almost kind of a love story as it relates to how they were high school sweethearts. They went to the University of Georgia, graduated, got married, went to Italy. Uh, Natalie's family uh, is from Italy. Drew was inspired by the, the family, you know, culture that existed there and and food and camaraderie and fun. And that really is what kind of triggered him and the idea of doing your pie pizza. And he came back to Athens and raised a little money and opened up uh, the first your pie. And, you know, you kind of say the, the rest is, is a continuing story, but certainly has been a good story up to this point. I think for us, it's really how we differentiate ourselves is one is the customization and innovation that a, that a consumer can do at a your pie and being able to make it their way. Two is just, we certainly believe our ingredients from our dough to our red sauce and many of the other things really are heads and tails above most of our competitors. We we always aim for quality first and then we can work on hopefully how we can improve the cost. But, and you know, the, I, the one thing I knew from the first time I had your pie and having sampled many of our you know, direct competitors that we really had a product that you felt good about. And one thing I've learned in the restaurant business, that's really important (laughs) to have great food. Absolutely. (laughs) So on the franchising side of life, how is the development process being handled and what kind of growth mode are you in? Tell us a little about how you're going about the development side of the business. Yeah, we we have a an excellent seasoned um, development person in Ken Caldwell. Ken has has been in uh, a few different brands, had had very, very good results there. You know, from a kind of traditional lead gen, you know, it all kind of starts and stops with a really good website and a real good franchise portal with information to help, you know, people understand what the business is about. We do certainly do our share of kind of social AdWords, those kind of things. You know, it is all about trying to generate lead flow, though, at the end of the day. Day. But who should that lead be? Who should a candidate for a your pie be? What are you looking for in terms of development? Are you the area development route or are you the single unit? We're, no, we're, we typically are looking for someone interested in a two to three unit area. And, you know, again, with, with potentially previous business experience, successful business experience, restaurants, you know, it's certainly nice to have, but not required. Got some very good franchise owners that left one career, but uh, the things that I look for too is their ability to lead people and what their experience in leading people and growing people is because that is critical in the food business. Really, it's critical in any business, but and being able to build teams and they have good financial acumen. They understand finances, P&Ls and, you know, the importance of making sure that you're measuring and tracking and, and have established metrics. You would find today, if you looked at our system kind of in, in general, uh, it's small business owners. They may have another business or two. They're looking to open one, two, three, you know, your pies just to kind of fill out their portfolio of their of 
the businesses that they currently operate. How are you going about that? How's Ken doing that? Are you doing it with brokers? Are you doing it directly? What's the landscape like there? Yeah, I mean, most of it is direct. I mean, it's we, we've had a lot of success with people who visit our restaurants and then get interested and, and then, you know, go to the website and or talk to a, a local, you know, the local franchise owner and and then get passed along to us. Uh, we do work with some brokers, but we might do one or two broker deals a year. Uh, most of it's kind of coming just like, as I said, you know, internally like that, or somebody who knows someone who's been involved with us. You know, even the folks today from Michigan, it was a relation of, of one of our owners, a distant relationship as they would come down and visit in Atlanta. They went to your pie and went, wow, this is pretty good stuff. And they own and operate a restaurant up in central Michigan. And, you know, it took a while. It's been been a process that's gone on about a year, but they finally seem like, okay, they're ready to, ready to make a move. Looking at your location map, you can actually say you are coast to coast because you do have contiguous franchise representation in all 48 continental states, it looks like. Well, not all 48, but you're at least touching contiguous states from coast to coast, at least on one border, if you will. How do you counsel our audience, Dave, about growth? And when you're starting out, as a regional brand. What do you say to the franchisors out there that are tempted to take a check from somebody in the Western Quadrant and they've got their first two or three units on the East Coast? Well, that's a good question, Stan. I, I would say that our, our predominant focus has been in the Southeast in about seven states in and around Georgia. Georgia is home base and where we have the most locations. But as if you pointed out, you will find we have your pie in Billings, Montana and Flagstaff, Arizona and India California. Those were situations that someone found us and came and saw us. And the thing that that we kind of took the approach was, is that, listen, if we feel this is a good fit and we feel like it's a good cultural fit, we wouldn't not do a deal. And, you know, I have to say, and this, and you and I, having been around a while, know this usually doesn't work this way. But in all those cases, especially those that are out there in the West, have worked out well and and the owners are successful. They're making money. But I'll I'll just put one kind of caveat on this is if you had asked any of them right now, they would tell you that they still feel very far removed from, you know, your pie Athens, where the support center is. And they do feel that they're just kind of out there. And while we do visit them, we have constant communication with webinars and conferences and things like that. It doesn't change the fact there's a lot of land distance between Athens, Georgia and Flagstaff, Arizona. Well, Dave, we're getting pretty close to the finish line. I can't believe that we, it just feels like we just started. But at this point, before we have to wrap, I want to ask you if there's anything at all that I haven't asked you that you wish that I did. You know, I, I would just say the franchise the the franchise business model is a is a great model and you know again i just proceed cautiously for new franchisors have get into business with people that you think you're going to like that you think will that you can work well together you will experience tough times and in any relationship you know that's when the true colors of some someone for both people come out and it is you mentioned earlier stan it really is the ability to work together to work through the good and the tough times and all while trying to or maintaining trust and, and integrity you know, between one another. Because it is it is a relationship that is mutually dependent on each other. As it is in every franchise concept from pizza to plumbing, my friend, is that not the case? That is the case. 
So Dave, for those in the audience who might want to try to find you for another conversation, maybe perhaps with you and Ken, or maybe just to pick your brain for some more conventional wisdom, how about some contact info for the audience? No, absolutely. I'm always happy to talk franchising and help any way I can. You can call me direct at 404-226-3121 or shoot me an email at dmcdougall, M-C-D-O-U-G-A-L-L at yourpie.com. Can't thank you enough for carving out some time. I know you're getting ready to hit the road and I'm glad we were able to capture an hour together before you head out of town, Dave. Thanks, Dan. Good talking to you. Remember, you can subscribe to Franchise Today at Block Talk Radio, and you can download us from iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and virtually any place that podcasts are found. Remember, too, to ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Franchise Today. It's as easy as that to find us on demand. Please like us on Facebook, and remember, I'm always happy to hear from you with recommendations for guest interviews and any thoughts or comments you'd like to share. All of my contact info is easily found on my LinkedIn profile. So, until next week, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.